Why worry about something that isn't going to happen? This quote was taken from the Chernobyl miniseries and relates to the events that occurred during the Fukushima crisis through their poor calculation of possibilities regarding what can go wrong. The Fukushima nuclear plant crisis or Fukushima Daiichi nuclear accident occurred in 2011 and is widely regarded as the second worst nuclear accident in the history of nuclear power generation. The plant was in the northeast of the Fukushima prefecture alongside the coast and 60 miles south of Sendai. On March 11th, at exactly 2.46pm, a 9.0 magnitude earthquake struck Honshu Island. The first, second, and third reactors all automatically shut down, whilst the fourth, fifth, and sixth were already offline for maintenance. At this time, the plant itself was being cooled by its backup generators until an hour later, a 46-foot-tall tsunami hit. Overflowing the seawall, the tsunami disabled all but one underground generator, causing most of the cooling systems to fail. The failure of these cooling systems caused the re rising residual heat in the reactor's cores to overheat and even melt their respective fuel rods. This led to radiation leaking out of the plant. Radioactive iodine was found in milk, levels of iodine in the seawater was measured to be 7.5 million times the legal limit. The stated scale of the disaster severity was announced to be in the same category as the Chernobyl incident. Some employees attempting to ratify the problem died, and the Tokyo Electric Power Company chairman stated that he didn't know how to fix this problem. The Japanese government began pumping seawater and boric acid into the cores and created no-fly zones as well as a 232 square mile evacuation zone. Unlike the USSR, Japan put their citizens over their reputation, avoiding falling into folly and evacuated approximately 160,000 people, subverting radiation sickness and eventual death of potentially hundreds of thousands. Officials also ordered a cover to be built in order to halt the spread of radiation around mid-May. After building the most basic of covers, they began construction on more reliable and substantial ones. Through 2012 to 2013, the government began construction on a cantilevered structure which would enable the unloading of used fuel from storage pond into casks. On May 20th of 2011, TEPCO President Masataka Shimizu resigned, and it is only in December when the Nuclear Regulatory Commission confirms that the reactors are now stable. It is the middle of 2013, and ongoing issues with contaminated water continue to create issues surrounding the site of the disaster, and to this day, the problems this nuclear plant failure caused plague Japan, its organizations, and its actors. The plant operators and government regulators had gotten projections 18 years prior to the accident of an increased likelihood of a tsunami as tall as 54 feet occurring at the Daiichi site. Even still, there were no major preemptive measures taken to subvert this disaster, only discussions. No seawall extension or fortification was made. The organizational culture at the time, even up to the earthquake, according to Richard Harris, an award-winning journalist, was problematic to say the least. On the micro level, many of the employees at the plant had left the site in order to find their families and keep them safe causing individual decision-making to falter as a result. Even more adding on to these problems was that the plant employees were not suitable to handle unforeseen issues, with Marvin Fertel, president of the Nuclear Energy Institute, saying, In Japan, we understand they, one, do not have plant-specific simulators, they have generic simulators for the type of plants they have, and two, they don't have one for every plant. On a more organizational macro level, Japan's decision-making can be problematic in terms of decisiveness as they do so in a group. This causes issues as the possibility of groupthink arises and delays occur. Because of this, the plant engineers waited for hours to start pumping water into the reactors due to a disagreement regarding whether to do so because of the potential financial ruin, coinciding alongside prospect theory. Given the projections, delayed reactions, 
and problems regarding the sluggish nature of finishing construction to stop the emitting of radiation, it stands to reason that not only was this event a predictable surprise, it was also riddled with ill preparation on the micro level and extended through to groupthink and organizational culture on the macro. Though the Daiichi nuclear accident occurred through natural circumstances clashing with human innovation, the officials in charge had received warnings and telling signs of impending doom. Instead of being proactive, they left things as they were. Today, the decontamination efforts are ongoing, and they're projected to last for another 40 years and at an overtime cost of $189 billion. There are over 2,000 fuel-based objects to be removed, and even today, TEPCO, the owners of the plant, are getting slammed for bringing overseas workers in for the cleanup and not providing proper conditions for them, such as crucial background information and, again, training. 4,000 workers are still attempting to fix the fallout, and about 81,000 people are still displaced. It is projected that the housing Subsidies for said individuals will be discontinued by March 2021, further pushing the strife these people have faced.